What's going on? Scott here. Welcome to another episode of the Success Story Podcast. Today, how one agency owner closed $400,000 of revenue in 30 days with just cold email. We're going to break it down. It's a case study. All right, so we're going to get into a case study how uh, Alex Berman, who is the founder of X27, closed $400,000 in revenue in 30 days with cold email. So cold email isn't dead. Cold email isn't dead. Cold email isn't dead. But many people don't use it properly. Many people don't get how to use cold email to properly grow their business, to sell their services. There's a lot of bad advice out there. And the stuff that I'm going to speak about that Alex did is not rocket science. It's not groundbreaking. You can find similar strategies in other corners of the internet. But he just executed on something and he applied common sense to it and it closed $400,000. So let's break down this, uh, this case study and what he did. Um, and I want to, I obviously want to cite the source. So I actually got the idea to build this case study and, and sort of walk through what Alex did from a Proposify podcast. So if you want to listen to the podcast where Alex uh, sits down and speaks with um, uh, Kyle Racky, who is the CEO of Proposify. You can go check it out at proposify.com slash podcast slash zero zero two. But um, I'm going to break down uh, and then I'm going to give a few additional takeaways. So Alex Berman, founder of X27, um, he used cold email to close $400,000 of business in 30 days. Um, over the life of X27, which is an, it's, an, it's a marketing agency, basically. It's a marketing agency that provides outsourced marketing services for their clients. So when they go in, they're saying, we're going to take care end-to-end of your marketing needs. You're hiring us. That's all you'll ever need. So um, that's, that's basically what he's selling. And to just go over some of the financials, um, this story is about how he closed $400,000 in 30 days, but he charges $8,500 for an initial marketing review or audit of the target customer's complete website, brand, social, you name it. He audits it for about $8,500. And after he's done the review or the audit, then they charge uh, $8,000 to $14,000 monthly um, as a retainer for fully outsourced marketing services. So this is the five-step process that he uses to close these sales. And in the podcast, he speaks about how after he does the $8,500 audit, he has a 100% close rate on the eight dollars to $14,000 a month retainer, which is an incredible stat. So step one, he builds a case study. So what Alex does is he gets a customer win and he builds a case study from that customer win. The example he uses, he's done multiple case studies for multiple customer wins, but he was hired on to work with the University of Oklahoma. Uh, when he worked with them, 
he spent a considerable amount of time throughout the process when he was actually delivering um, on what they were actually purchasing from him, as well as after the delivery on interviewing decision makers at the university, people that he worked with at the university. So he was spending a ton of time on building out this case study from this one customer that that uh, that was a great customer. Um, so what did he get out of that? Well, he got about the pain, the reason why uh, the university even jumped on a demo call uh, with him in the first place. He was speaking about... Um, the actual scope of the project, so what the university required them to actually uh, execute on. He spoke about how they actually implemented, so the day-to-day -day project management, the tasks, the duties, and then of course the the outcome, the final result. After you know that you brought this university into your sales funnel, you um, you go through like you. You sell them, you close them, uh, you actually have to execute on all the things you promised. Then there's some results, some KPIs that you want to hit. What were those? How did you, you know, did you exceed those KPIs? He put down everything that he did with his university, but he also interviewed people from the university to make it more real. So he compiled the case study. He only worried about creating one case study for that one university, but he just made it super, super, super detailed. Um, and he made it so that anybody who was actually reading this case study would know exactly, like with intimate, intimate detail, what he had accomplished uh, with the University of Oklahoma. So now that he has a case study done, what does he do with it? Well, he has to figure out how he can use this case study as marketing collateral and sales collateral to go close more clients. So we remember, he only has one case study focused on one university. So it's not like that's going to be incredibly useful for a huge amount of clients that aren't other universities. So now step two, he goes into targeting. So what he did is he compiled a list of 50 companies or 50 targets um, that would benefit from the case study, the super, super in-depth case study that he just created. Uh, the more niche, the better. The more specific, the better. He only targeted universities. So what was the result from him targeting universities? Obviously similar potential customers to what what you know what he spoke about in the case study he got a meeting with Yale with UCLA um, and with OSU so main takeaway is the more the more niche down your case study is and the more similar your target potential customer is to your case study the better be extremely specific the the more specific the better the better the chance that that case study is going to be useful for the person who you're trying to reach out to um, now, how does he actually target? We kind of understand. So what that can be equated to would be his um, ideal customer profile, right? His, his company that he wants to target now. So he's figured out that he wants to target universities. So how does he do this? Uh, to make sure he could properly target companies, he uses LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Um, last time I checked, it costs roughly $60 a month plus minus, um, of course, with one deal, you're going to pay that off. So it's not a big deal. It's not a huge expense. And the reason why he uses LinkedIn Sales Navigator is because LinkedIn Sales Navigator is one of the most useful tools for targeting, for again, being extremely specific in who you target. So because the strategy, the core tenant of this strategy relies on you being specific, you need the filtering options that LinkedIn Sales Navigator can give you when you're trying to find your customers. What LinkedIn Sales Navigator allows you to do is to not just find, for example, 
um, a chief marketing officer or, you know, a CEO, it allows you to drill down into industry type, um, job function, geography, company size. There's a ton of different identifiers that LinkedIn Sales Navigator gives you so you can get hyper, hyper, hyper specific on who you want to target. After he has uh, this list of people, he's throwing them into a Google Docs or a Google Sheet. And then now he has this list of people that's hyper, hyper specific, excuse me. Um, so he has, they're all going to be, if we're going to use this example, all decision makers at universities similar to uh, the University of Oklahoma. And then after he gets this list of people, he's going to put them into a Google Doc. Remember, he's just targeted them and pulled them. He doesn't have their emails yet, but he's going to put them into a Google Doc or a Google Spreadsheets or a Google Sheet, excuse me. And now he's going to use a tool like AnyMail Finder, or he also used Email Hunter to find the emails of the people that he needs to reach out to. So these tools are, again, they're, they're relatively inexpensive. Um, they have a pretty high success rate, and you use them to just find mass groups of people. So uh, now after he has... The, he's targeted on, he has his, you know, his ideal customer profile. He's targeted on the, the universities that he wants to actually go after. He's found the people within the universities. He's found their email addresses and some of these um, email address finding tools. You can also find, uh, you can also find their phone numbers. Um, if you're looking for a good phone number uh, research tool, use something called Signal Hire. He didn't mention that in this particular interview, but it's a really, really good tool for finding um, uh, phone numbers. After, okay, so next step. Okay, so he has this list of people he wants to reach out to. You have to get your emails down. You have to get your copy, the stuff that's actually in your emails. You have to get it down. Um, so Alex has some more ideas on what type of emails work, what type of uh, emails get opened, get replied back to. So a few rules that he has for the copy and the content that goes into his emails. For a subject line, he uses something very simple. He says, uh, question about company. So that's a very simple, simple subject line. And for the body of his email, he says he uses uh, this text. You know, you can massage it and use it as, as you will for whatever you're trying to accomplish. But this is sort of like the core uh, that he tries to uh, build his emails on. So, hey, first name, big fan of company name and have been for a long time. We just built an app for competitor name that does X, Y, Z. We think that your company could get some value out of it. I also have a few more ideas around app development and design if you want to chat. Does that, that does, uh, excuse me, does, uh, does that sound like something you'd be interested in? If so, I can send over some times to chat. Thanks, Alex. Very simple, to the point. Um, a couple additional email rules that he does follow. Uh, the cold email shouldn't be longer than what would fit into a phone screen. So, you know, if you have your phone, you open up an email, you can see the whole email in that in that screen on your on your phone um, that means they don't have to scroll uh, second rule the more customized the better this is also again this is standard standard stuff but these are things that you know common sense isn't common so the more customized the better now a lot of people focus on customizing the email text the subject line that's important but what Alex mentions it's smart He's saying that if you focus on customizing the case study, you don't have to focus as much on customizing uh, your email. So because the case study that he created was so, so, so specific, 
um, he gets away a little bit with less customization in the actual email. Uh, and lastly, uh, his, his tip for cold emails or cold outreach is give as much away for free as possible. So give additional information, give them free resources, give them uh, like a high level, if you're selling, for example, marketing services like he was, a high level free audit. As much as you can give away for free, give it away for free because it will always lead to more business in the end. And also it has the added bonus, not only are you being very useful and helpful, you're positioning yourself as a subject matter expert in your field, it's, you have the added bonus that you come, across less need, you come across as less needy when you're selling. So this is a psychological benefit when you're actually trying to sell something. Okay, uh, and then step number four in his $400,000 strategy, get your email cadence down. Um, and you have to have an email cadence. So Alex usually only gets a response by the third or fourth email. So he always sets up cadences that are minimum three to four emails. Do not do less than that. If you, if you only send out one email, if he only sent out one email, he would have a grand total of $0 in sales. Uh, that's a little bit less than 400,000. He's a firm believer that there's really only two reasons why a customer wouldn't respond after four emails. Number one, they failed to understand what you're providing or the value that you offer. And if that's the case, then it's your fault. Or number two, they really are very busy. So if you send four emails, you're making sure that you're staying on top of the customer's mind. And then the last piece that he uses is uh, he does use phone, but you can see that the majority of his strategy was cold outbound email. But the fifth step is phone. He does a quick call. He does one call. He calls the people that have received his emails and opened his emails, and he's only calling after the fourth email to follow up with people. He doesn't even want to get them on the phone. He wants to leave them a voicemail saying, hey, by the way, did you get my email? He's just checking to see if they've actually received and opened the email. And he can see who receives his emails. He can see who opens his emails. Uh, he uses a tool called Yesware for this. So it's a very simple, quick call. You're not asking for a call back. That's a lot of, uh, that's a big ask for somebody you don't know. All you're doing is you're just saying, hey, uh, I'm not sure if you, if you saw it or not, but I just sent you a quick email. Take a look and you can reply back uh, via email if this is something that interests you. So you're just you know, very simple. You're not asking a lot. You're not making a big request to the person you're reaching out to. It's just another way to reach them. And it just jogs their memory of the email that, uh, that he had sent them. So if you, you know, if you, that's, that's pretty much the strategy. That is the strategy. So if we go through it quickly again, we have uh, number one, create a really compelling uh, niche case study. Number two, get your targeting right. Uh, use tools to be able to target as much as possible, super specific, super niche. Uh, number three, get your email copy down, short, um, you know, short and sweet to the point. Uh, you don't have to explain too much in your email copy. Number four, have a cadence. And number five, have a quick call. And that's it. That's what he did again and again and again to close $400,000 in sales. Um, so let's just, let's just, one more point because Alex really went into detail and gave a, real, a lot of really great information and you can take that and you can apply it tomorrow. But a few takeaways. The reason why a lot of people don't get the results they want with email 
is not because cold email is dead or not because email is dead. It's because what happens is you pull a million contacts, you send email to all those contacts, and you hope that you know one or 2% of them are gonna respond back and purchase your product. It doesn't work. Throwing shit at the wall and hoping something sticks doesn't work. Be purposeful. Know who your customers are. Target, personalize. All the things that require more effort. You know, the saying, do things that don't scale. Um, all the things that require more effort is what leads to long-term success. So please, if you are trying to sell a product or service, um, do not just spam and automate absolutely everything and try and reach everyone on planet Earth to sell your product because it will not work. What will work is, is knowing who you're reaching out to, creating marketing assets, collateral, or just offering value that actually means something to them and then then you can you can actually reach out to them you can you know put them into some sort of cadence again not automated not just bombarding them but a cadence that's thoughtful because you're providing value you want to help them accomplish something that you truly believe that they should be able to uh that they would want your help with accomplishing and that's really the main secret to successful effective email what Alex did was one version of a very successful, well thought out, personalized email campaign. I really, really, really love the bit that he did at the beginning with the case study because that's something that I don't think a lot of people think of. Um, but that's, at the end of the day, the differentiator between $400,000 and $0. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed. I put these case studies in newsletters. So if video isn't your thing, go to uh, newsletter.roioverload.com dot com and you can check out all these types of case studies in a weekly newsletter format. I hope you enjoyed. If you like this, share this with friends, family, peers, coworkers. We'll talk again soon. Bye now. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it, each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary.
I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information. But Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeletemecom slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay, and what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch U.S.-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professionals to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text success, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. Thank you so much, Indeed, for sponsoring Success Story. For all business leaders out there, Indeed is a lifesaver. See, we're always driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, 
the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. You're going to ditch the busy work and you're going to use Indeed for scheduling, screening, messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Clary. Just go to Indeed.com slash Clary right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Clary. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. 